Welcome back to Up the Villa podcast. This is our predicted lineup episode for Aston Villa v Crystal Palace. Uh, the match preview is out, so if you haven't checked that one out, be sure to go and check that episode out on the channel. We also did an episode with Neil Cutler as well. If you've not checked it out, go back and check that one out as well. So uh, let's get straight on in there then. Uh, predicted lineup for Aston Villa v Crystal Palace. Let's go then. So in goal. In goal, how do we how do we introduce the world's best goalkeeper, Emmy Martinez? Uh, yeah, I mean, I will keep harping back to this episode in the cut. Like, if you if you want to find out about what goes on a day in the life of Emmy Martinez, day in the life of a goalkeeper coach, how do Aston Villa prepare for games? And I think it was just so. Interesting what Cutler was saying about, you know, we as fans, we, we see the lineup on a on, on a two o'clock come out on a on a Saturday or whatever, and we're like, oh, we feel like he should be playing or this one should be playing. And what goes into picking that lineup for that game is great, great detail. And Cutler speaks about how Aston Villa leave no stone unturned in the preparation to a match. So Go back, check it out. Fantastic watch. Fantastic insight into Bodymore Heath, Martinez, everything like that. But uh, Unai said after Martinez won the award, Emmy is an example of self-improvement and has managed to reach the top with many difficulties, duties, effort and mentality. For Aston Villa, he's an example and a source of pride. He deserves this award and I hope he gets many trophies with us. So, yeah, fantastic for him to get the award. Brilliant saves at Goodison. World-class goalkeeper. The best goalkeeper in the world. Straight in my team. Uh, so, who do we go left-back, Villa fans? Who goes left-back? We seem to be starting Luca Dean and bringing Moreno on. Um their threat lies down their right-hand side, which is going to be coming down our left-hand side. Um, and we know that Unai wants this complete performance at home. So, with that being said, I think he's going to go... I think he's going to go Luca Dean. The fact that he keeps starting Luca Dean tells me that he feels that he's a little bit more solid. Um, I do want to see a little bit more output from Luca Dean. I want to see him, you know, if he is going to be this outlet down this left-hand side, getting further forward, I do want to see, you know, him, him driving forward and taking players on and, you know, getting balls into the box, getting some assists. If he's crossing from deep, I want to see some accuracy. I want to see his passing accuracy improve. I just think if he's getting all these touches in the game and he's this major outlet for Aston Villa, I, I want to start seeing some, some big, big performances from him. Uh, Centre-back partnering, I think it's clear that it's going to be Mings and Konsa. Both of them had a really good game against Everton, especially Tyro Mings, you know, the one he cleared off the line um, again. But, you know, they are going to be passing out from the back, so it's important that... The accuracy is right from both players. There's no mistakes. Uh, we don't concede from set pieces. 
And then we'll go right back. We will go with Matty Cash. I think he's sort of doing enough to keep the shirt now. I think we're starting to see good things for Matty Cash. I think he had his best game for Villa in a few games against Everton. I thought he handled Dwight McNeil really well. Um, and yeah, so this back four needs to be bang on it against Crystal Palace. We need to be playing out from the back confidently. We need to be assured in what we're doing. Because I do I think Crystal Palace will press us? I don't really think they'll press us too high um, from what I've seen from them. Um, so I think Elise is a big threat from them. He's having he's having a good little purple patch with them. His performance, he's a bang at it, but... You know, if they're going to bring Zaha, he'll, he'll add a threat to them as well. But, you know, Jeffrey Shalup, uh, Mateta up front, Jordan Ayew, do they really worry me? I don't, I don't think they do. So I think if we can control the ball, control the game, I think we'll have a real good, solid, solid performance from Aston Villa. I think the double pivot, again, is just, you know, it's probably one of the best things about this Villa side as well at the minute is that, you know, it works really well. It's like a well-oiled, motored machine. Um, we saw from the passing uh, range from the last game that, you know, the balls that were going into the double pivot, they were getting a little bit of joy at finding McGinn, at finding Watkins, finding Ramsey. So the passing network looked a lot better against Everton. So I'd, I'd like to see that evolve and, you know, everybody start getting on the ball a little bit more as well. We're going to go with John McGinn again, another one who had a really good game. He, he looked back to the level that he's had since Unai Emery's come in. He's tenacious, he's dogged, he was, you know, he was picking passes, he was getting on the ball, he was driving us forward. So, you know, more of that, please, John McGinn, exactly more of that. And then we're going to go with, we're going to go with Ramsey in this game as well. Um, I think Ramsey had a really solid game against Everton. I wouldn't say it was blockbuster Ramsey, but there were signs there that, you know, there was some confidence getting back into his game, a little bit like McGinn, the work rate was there. And I think this is my point, especially that I want to make about Aston Villa in, in this game is that we keep hearing Emery, we keep hearing fans, we keep hearing everyone say about this performance at home and why aren't we getting those performances? And I do think it's to do with the high line. I think we are making mistakes. I think we are looking a little bit slack on set pieces. So I think all of that will be refined. But I think the problem that we're having is that we, we're having players like Buendia starting, Bailey starting, who, if they don't start well in those games, then we sort of... We lose our way a little bit and we lose our structure. We lose our foothold in the game. And in transition, I don't think we're good in those areas when sort of we've got a, a, a Buendia and a, a, a Bailey in the side, especially, where we lose transition, we're losing the ball, we need everybody to get back. It's a basketball-type game. It's to and fro. That's where we're getting caught. So for me, in this game, I want to see us more compact, more organised, more solid. But yes, we can still be explosive because we've got those types of players in the side. We've got, you know, pacing Luke Dean. We've got pacing uh, Cash. We've got, you know, the energy in Ramsey and McGinn, either side of a well-working double pivot. 
I think this midfield in this game is the one that I would go with. I honestly think this midfield will do the job for us. And then I think off the bench, if we need to add a brighter spark, we can do. And I don't think it's sort of saying, oh, we're going to be really negative at home. I don't think that's the case. I think the problem that I think we need to have is that the home and the away form are quite together. You know, if we're so difficult to be away from home, I still want that at home. I don't want to give the opposition team that are coming to Villa Park a little bit of a sniff because they know they can catch us on the break because we're going to be open and we're going to play this high line. I want us to be solid. And I think where we are at the minute, where we are this season, we're doing well getting results by being solid and hard to beat. And yeah, we, we, we might not want that next season, but let's get to the end of the season and let's have Unai. Let him have that pre-season to try and open us up a little bit more and, and refine things at home. But for now, I think while we've got this good opportunity now to get a good run of game, a good run of points from Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth, Chelsea, let's do what we're good at. And I think let's just tone it down a bit. If we go, you know, like full send attack mode, you know, counter-attacking football where we can get exploited, then we are going to have those negative, niggly performances because any team can catch a team on the break in the Premier League. So let's do what we're good at and let's follow the correct game plan for this game. And, and that's my point at home. I want us solid and really difficult to beat and difficult to play against at Villa Park as well. So that would be more midfield. That's how I feel like I'd set up in midfield. I think that's that's got everything I... I think I want from the team we can have on the pitch at the minute. And this next position is going to be... Who do you think I'm going to pick? Who do you think I'm going to pick? Brendan. I'm going to go Brendan. I think for all those points I've made about the midfield, we still need a spark in there. We need... We need a spark and we need someone who's in form and someone who's confident. And that player is Buendia. I'd like to see him playing in this role a little bit further forward because, you know, it, he does get bumped off the ball a bit. But what I would probably say watching him against Everton is that he was kind of looking for the foul a little bit. So I think that was in his game against Everton. But I like the fact that if needed, he can maybe come in and... I don't know, for example, if we have to go in that sort of area at times defending, maybe we can have Buendia dip in and sit in a little bit because this is my this is my niggle with Bailey in the side at the minute as well, is the fact that I think at times it looks like that. At times it looks like that. And then these, when we're playing against good opposition, are getting isolated somewhat. So I think the fact that Buendia could play on this right-hand side where he was playing for Norwich on the right-hand side. I think he can get a little bit of joy helping out. And, you know, he doesn't need to doesn't need to stay there. He can come in here and help out a little bit. He could go, he could drift around. You could give him a bit of a license. And I think that could possibly be, you know, a, a good tactic we can employ against uh, Crystal Palace. I just think, although I think Bailey 
is more of a home player. You know, I think he's getting a lot of his goals at home. There's still that niggle of what if he's not in the game? So I'm going Buendia and I'm going six in six, man. Ollie Watkins, the bag is sixth goal in six games. I just think he's banging form, banging confidence. I, I, I don't technically rate the sort of, if we're looking at the Palace back four, I don't rate the right-hand side of it. I think Anderson on the left-hand side of it, we spoke about it in the preview that he's their biggest threat. I think he can get joy in this game. And I think the one thing that I'd like to see Watkins doing is occupying Anderson a little bit because we know he's so integral to getting Palace playing. So everything stems from the keeper to Anderson and then Anderson dictating play, whether it's going into Elise, it's going into AU, it's going into central midfield, it's going to wherever. He's got a nice raking long pass on him as well. So I think what Watkins has been doing well is he's occupying the forwards, but you're not seeing him going like out there loads of the time, where in the past he's been, you know, chasing lost causes where we don't want him. I think it's important against Palace, he stays on Anderson when he's pressing. He, he presses well. And, you know, I think what I think he does do well, and I think this is going to be a, a big tactic we employ in this game, is that we we shut out Anderson's passing range. So we really cut out the ball in which he wants to play. And then you can maybe have a Buendia moving over to sort of cover that area as well. So, you know, pressing from the front is going to be really important. And if we can win the ball higher up the pitch as well, it's going to give us a lot of joy. So I'm really excited for this game because I think it's a real good opportunity for Villa to... to have that carrot dangled in front of them again. Can we get into the top ten? Can we break into the top ten? If we get into, if we beat Palace, we are we could potentially again be level on points with Chelsea on eleventh place. We could potentially go into the top ten with West Ham and Bournemouth to come. And you know, looking at game by game, we'd be in a good position there. We'd be in a really good position. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to how we play. I want to see a full 90. I want to see us doing everything well. I want to, from the first minute, I want to see the shape of the team well. I want to see us pressing well. I want to see us playing out from the back well. And I want to see us controlling the game. I want to see the shape of our team dictating and moving Palace around the pitch in areas that they don't want to go to. Yeah, they might have Zaha back. Zaha might make the bench, but... They haven't won in ages, and we've got to really take it to them. Palace aren't coming to Villa Park in full confidence. So, for me, it's down to what Villa do. And again, it's a great opportunity for us to get some points. Palace don't score a lot of goals. I don't see it being a high-scoring game. So, if we can go and do what we need to do, then we'll get the points in this game as well. I'd love to see Duran coming off the bench as well. I'd love to see Duran getting a nice 20, 25 minutes so hopefully, if we're doing really well in this game, we can really see a little bit more of Durant as well. So uh, Villa fans, put your uh, predicted lineups on social media, share them to Twitter, get involved in the comment section down below. Up the Villa.